0: Welcome to Gaia's Consciousness Podcast, expanding your mind and spirit. Learn even more at Gaia.com. Watch interviews, movies, and original series created to empower the evolution of consciousness. For more information, visit GaiaPodcast.com. Your journey begins here.
1: Well, welcome to Beyond Belief. And I'm amazed at our producers on Beyond Belief because they constantly come up with just incredible guests. And we've got another one for you today. Blue is the founder of Fluorescence, a modern mystery school for women. She's also a motivational speaker, host of the Deja Blue podcast with more than a million listeners worldwide. Blue, welcome to the program.
2: George, it's such a
1: pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. First of all, you got to tell us, How you got the name Blue? (laughs) That's
2: a great question to start with. It sure Um, is. I was originally born Charlotte and absolutely loved my name. I had no intention of changing my name. And it wasn't until I was in a meditation and I heard a voice very loud, very clear. Your name is Blue. I was like... Blue. I'm not even a big fan of the color blue, personally. Um, so it was a little bit discombobulating at the time when I received well, thank it.
1: thank God the name didn't call you purple or something exactly. like that.
2: It could have been green. It could have been red, but it wasn't. It was blue. Um, and I went home and I told my friend about it. And she was like, huh, oh, super interesting. I love it. And so I realized, I, I sat with it and it was like, no, it's not the actual spelling. is not B-L-U-E. It's B-L-U. Okay. And then I stumbled across a technology or a teaching by Richard Rudd called The Gene Keys. Yeah. Are you familiar? Yes, sure am. And my life's work in The Gene Keys, uh, based off of my astrology, is uh, beauty. And it says, if you were to sum up your life's work into three words, it's to restore beauty, love, and unity on the planet. Nothing wrong with that. And that was when I had like a light bulb that went ding. Blue. So my birth name is Charlotte.
1: So everybody uh, calls you blue now.
2: But everybody calls me blue. And it's the it's the essence of restoring beauty, love and unity on this planet through my mission.
1: You have an interesting story. It's the reason you're here. Tell us about it. What happened to you? <laughs> Whew. Or, or should I say, what hasn't happened to you?
2: <laughs> um, it's... Uh, definitely been an adventure, I think, just in general for everybody. Being on this massive rock curling through space at millions of mi- miles an hour held into orbit by a giant ball of fire. It's quite interesting being human in general. Um, very magical, mystical, multidimensional experience just being alive. And my journey has taken me on many twists and turns It's led me into the seat today. Um, but where to start? Well... I would say that about seven years ago, I was diagnosed with a hereditary hearing disorder. That oh, really? My brother and I both um, were diagnosed with. We weren't born with it.
1: Did it get progressively worse?
2: Yes. Yeah, so it, it's, uh, they, what we were left with was that it's getting progressively worse. It's hereditary, so it's passed on through genetics, and there is no known cure for it. So essentially, being in my mid-20s, being diagnosed with this and experiencing the hearing getting worse and worse over time. Sure. What it did is it actually sent a lot of my en- energy inwards. And I feel like also just going off of the Gene Keys, I was a student a stud- student of the Gene Keys and recognizing that the ethos within the Gene Keys is that our greatest challenge is also has within it the seed of our greatest gift. And I was presented with one of the greatest challenges in my life, which is realizing that I'm starting to become very disconnected with what's going on around me, where once I would thrive in social environments, all of a sudden I, I didn't want to be in social it spaces. It kind of dampened you, didn't it? Yeah, it was so dis- like, dis- discombobulating, confusing. I felt disorientated. And so a lot of my energy that was sent towards going outwards and went inwards. And, Were you and, depressed? Um, I, was definitely, I was definitely very sad and very confused, and I was definitely a victim of it. I couldn't understand why it was happening to me. Why is this happening at such a young age? I feel like I have so much of my life to live, and yet once I can't hear music or I can't hear my voice. So I spent a lot of time alone, because when I was alone, I didn't have to face off with the reality that I wasn't hearing the world. What did the doctors tell you? The doctors really were scratching their head around it. They couldn't understand why it was really happening, and they also didn't have a cure for it. So basically what they shared with me was Here's your hearing aid options. Um, that's really all we can do at this point.
1: Which is what you're wearing now.
2: I'm wearing my hair. I just got them after s- seven years of navigating the world without them. You can't I just, even see them. They're so... Uh, modern technology is amazing. Oh, they just...
1: Doodly, are are they really small? Tiny. Little. Now, if you're not wearing them, can you hear at all?
2: Uh, I do hear, but it's very muffled. So I'm... Com-
1: I would sound something like this.
2: Yeah, it's... You can imagine when everyone was wearing the ma- masks during the pandemic oh, for the hard-of-hearing community, yeah. my heart is goes so deeply out to the hard-of-hearing community uh, because we lip-read, you know? When Albert Einstein talks about how energy is not created nor destroyed, it's only changed in form. So if we're hearing-impaired, where well, our energy would have gone towards hearing, it now has to go somewhere else. And so for me, it went into the extrasensory perception of feeling and recognizing that People say things all the time. Words lie all the time. Energy, energy never lies. You can feel, as soon as you're with someone, you can feel how much they're loving or if they're judging you. Or not. Exactly. Or not. If they're judging you, if if they have division in their internal narrative, but they're saying all of the right things, you can feel it. Yet because we're distracted by our five senses, we don't give credit to the extrasensory perception of our intuition and our feeling, which actually... I've learned is the only voice I want to listen to is my intuition beyond the mind, beyond the stories and actually into a deeper level of feeling and that is what my hearing gifted me was recognizing I was given a truth filter. That uh, the vibrational words holds messages that are behind the actual words themselves. And so it took me on a very deep internal journey that I ended up working with indigenous medicines with ayahuasca in the Amazon jungle Learning about life beyond the veil on a vibratory level of what they're I, operating we, we'll in. We'll
1: get into some of those things too on how they've changed you. Mm-hmm. Now, your mystery school for women, mm-hmm. what is that?
2: So it's, new, it's called Fluorescence and it is uh, multiple parts. We have in person immersions, we have online immersions, okay. and specifically designed for women to activate the wise, wild, oracle, wisdom keeper, ancient mysteries in modern times through a curated curriculum that allows us to be able to come into our fluorescence, come into the fullness of our expression, come into to the be fullness who of you our are, life. I guess. Exactly. At the core of who you are, not who you've been told you are from the moment you were born but who you actually are based off of a genetic level.
1: On Gaia's Mystery Teachings, Dr. Teresa Bullard talks about self-mastery and manifestation, many things that you teach the women in in your mystery school. Mm
3: -hmm. True magic happens when we begin to influence these higher planes of causation. But in order to consciously influence these higher planes, we must reach higher states of consciousness. This is something we can do by learning to shift our brainwaves overcoming limited thinking, and achieving a state of coherence with the quantum field. As we begin to master how we perceive and process information or energy, such mastery doesn't happen through a single process. We must take a multidimensional approach. Thankfully, we have many tools, both modern and ancient, to support us in making this shift. Some of the tools include meditation, which we use to bring ourselves into coherence with the zero-point field, activating our DNA codes, which helps us to express more of our potential in the physical body, exercises to expand both our physical and spiritual senses and perceptions. And these are just a few of the many tools available to us to help us become aware of our multidimensionality. Daily spiritual practices that include rituals and energy exercises are great tools for harnessing and strengthening our will. Meditation primarily helps to quiet the mind and expand consciousness. Rituals, on the other hand, are more active way of directing the flow of energy and applying our higher will. And it is our will that directs our mind, which in turn influences the quantum field. If our will is undisciplined, then our lower mind tends to run the show. And that lower mind can be a monkey mind when it is not well-trained. In the Western Mystery School tradition, we have a daily affirmation that we use to start our ritual practice. We say, it is by will alone that I set my mind in motion. Just contemplating this one affirmation on a regular basis Can reveal many secrets to self-mastery and the laws of manifestation it is a very important key
1: do you practice some of those techniques
2: yeah the power of the mind yeah and learning how to work with it it? as opposed to it being our master we become the student and then also the master of the mind which is incredible It is the greatest quantum computer that no man could ever create. And when we can actually understand the power of the mind and how adaptable we are, and that our external world is created from our internal landscape and actually put more emphasis on refining our internal narrative, our internal relationship with our mind then we can actually start to create a reality that is a byproduct of a mastery within. And so this is the container, the space that we hold for women to fully step into their power, to step into their voice, their expression, their creativity, and more strengthening of the feminine principle. Because as a society at large, we put a lot of emphasis on the masculine energy. And I'm not just talking about men and women, but I'm talking about the energies, masculine and feminine. The masculine energy- Oh, do we? Is the hustle, the do, the the make it happen. However, we override the feminine principle of our intuition, our our oracle, our ability to see beyond the veil, our magnetism, our receptivity. This is a very important essence to activate too. And so by empowering women into their voice, into their truth, into their expression, we're restoring the balance on the planet of the masculine and the feminine principles so that we can actually create a more hom- harmonious reality for our children and our children's children. And How
1: many children. people do you think have been uh, through your mystery school?
2: Well, we only started. birthed it a year ago. Oh, that's And not we've old. run three online programs so far. I would say about 100 women so far have gone through the program. And
1: you've seen dramatic changes in,
2: in results, haven't you? It is such a blessing to witness a woman give birth to her own. Yeah, poor
1: love that. There is a word called alchemy. When I was younger, I thought it was some guy in a little laboratory in ancient days, <laughs> pouring things, trying to make gold and everything. What does alchemy mean to you?
2: I like to refer to alchemy on an emotional level in the sense of With being human, we have the full spectrum of the human experience. So we have the dark side of the moon, the light side of the moon, meaning we have the challenging emotions like the grief and the shame and the unworthiness as much as we have the joy and the play and the creativity for the most part. Now, for me, emotional alchemy is to recognize, okay, I have grief or I have been given something very challenging in my life. Like you have a hereditary hearing disorder, for example. Now, it is up to us to recognize that we are actually not a victim of our circumstance, but we can utilize the challenge and turn it into something beautiful. That is alchemy, taking something that is lead and turning it into gold. So everybody on this planet has been dealt something challenging in their life, something that has really stumped them. Now, what we do with it is what will actually allow us to leave a legacy of beauty in our wake long after we've gone, depending on our relationship with turning what is challenging into something beautiful and sharing it with the world.
1: Blue, on a Gaia program called Initiation, Matthias de Stefano talks about free will and alchemy, much like what you have. Mm-hmm.
4: Free will is not exactly as we have taught it to be. It's not just our ability to choose our destiny in our life and what we are willing to do but what really Free Will is talking about is our ability to create our own life. Imagine that you are someone that is writing a story to make a movie, and Then you wrote the story, and you have the the whole idea of what you want to tell about this story. And then you have to make the costumes, and then you have to see who is going to build all the backstage, who is going to build everything so it would seem real. Then you have to learn your own character. You have to build the character, which is your personality. And from there, you need to learn how to act. And once you are on the play, once you are being filmed, you stop being yourself. You become the character. And you can do whatever you want when you are filming it, because otherwise the story won't make sense. And that is why you don't have free will, because you already decided to leave what you have written. And that is why from the fifth dimension, the ones that are seeing all the script of the movie, they can change some words in order to it make more sense. And that is the holograms from the fifth dimension helping us to evolve and be aware of our evolution. A lot of beings in the third dimension are able to understand how this works. These beings were humans that were so in touch with the mother, with the nature, that were crea- the, the creators, the elemental beings, the fairies, the, the gnomes, the, every, every being that was coming from the darkness that we see with colors. The creators of, of our nature, they could speak to them so they could understand how to transform realities. Those are the alchemists. In history, we call them the druids, the physicians, the, the architects, the, the alchemists of history. So we have a few of them in every culture. The shamans for North America and Siberia and South America, they all can understand how reality works, and they can transform these realities. They can open these portals to create new realities from nothing from the sixth dimension by using the ether that connects us all to create patterns in the outside. I think Matthias
1: might be a reincarnated old sooth from way back when, because <laughs> he's got a lot of knowledge for a young man, doesn't he?
2: I mean, he's remembering all of his past life, so uh, according to him, we've lived many, 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 and the fact that he has memory from all of them allows him to encompass a large amount of wisdom in a very youthful human.
1: What did you think
2: of what he was saying? I resonate very deeply with his message. And when I say resonate, I mean that my body feels at peace and it feels a remembrance when I hear his words. And I do completely agree. I believe that we are playing out a movie and we are the main role. We are also the narrator. We think 60,000 thoughts a day and our thoughts are creating a projection map out on our reality in which we live into. And so when we can actually start to shift the narrative, our internal conversation into an empowered story that we place on subjectively what is, then we actually start to live a very empowered reality.
1: Well why is it that people seem to be so disjointed mm. and that you need schools like yours, people like Matthias to put things back together? Why are people so disjointed?
2: Well, I believe that the stories that we have told ourselves about this reality that we find ourselves in didn't not necessarily start with us, but from the moment that we're born, we have been told by our mother and our father and, and the people that we are around, the stories that they have picked up, maybe from their mother and their father, that have been projected onto us around what this reality is based sure. off of. However, then we'll get to a certain point where we're asking, but there's got to be more to life. I don't feel fulfilled. I feel sad. I feel disconnected. And so the invitation in the spaces that we're creating is not to listen to the story that we tell about this experience. It's about empowering individuals to listen so deeply to actually their own heart and their own pulse and their own highest excitement that they create their world from the inside out.
0: Gaia.com lets you explore over 8,000 films, documentaries, and original series. There's so much going on in the unseen world,
1: (laughs) hidden truth, why in the media today they still seem to hold back on these incredible stories
0: behind an unknown universe where science and
1: spirituality all come together
0: gaia.com content you can't find anywhere else for more information visit gaia
1: have you witnessed miracles blue
0: yes i believe in
2: miracles with my whole heart and soul what i start create, to notice what, them on a what daily what creates face. a miracle a miracle is something that the mind can't wrap, wrap itself around, that it can't comprehend or be analytically understood. And yet it happened because you can see it or you can feel it. And true healing has happened. And I have seen many miracles. And I believe in the miraculous nature of what it means to be alive. Even the fact that women have the stargate enterprise between their legs where they have the gift of being able to birth a child that was a non-physical being into the physical realm it's a wonder it's a miracle and yet what there's just over eight billion people on the planet or just under eight billion people on the planet and every single person from the day dot was a miracle and yet we become so disconnected with the miraculous essence of what it means to be human
1: my granddaughter who's married and has two lovely little kids, has made me a great grandfather. And I see their progression. They live in St. Louis through Instagram, Mm
4: -hmm. where
1: she posts little pictures and little videos. And I'm seeing, for example, the baby who's one years old now has gone from this little infant that could do nothing To now where she's really developing her own little personality and she's jumping around and she's just starting to walk a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's amazing.
2: It is a miracle and they're always all around us. However, we get so blindsided by feeling that we're supposed to be doing more and I'm supposed to be somewhere else. And I'm running a story of unworthiness that we block ourselves up from seeing the miracles all around us.
1: What do you do when you are confronted by somebody who's negative?
2: Well, first and foremost, I feel like people that are in a negative spiral, in a negative story, are actually the ones that need love the most. And for the most part, people are repelled, or there's a repellence from people that are running a negative narrative in the internet. Oh, you can feel it. Exactly. And so usually people distance themselves. However, that negative narrative is probably deeply rooted in unworthiness or self-loathing. I call
1: them psychic vampires. And then so
2: the energy will be sucked out of the space. You
1: feel exhausted standing next to them, even if they're not talking to you. You just don't know why you're drained. Mm
2: -hmm. And that is based off of the non-visible realms. This is the extrasensory perception that I was talking about before we pick up on these things. So you can also see, if you look at somebody's reality, their external world, Is a byproduct of their internal narrative. So if their external world is full of fractured relationships, um, stress, chaos, drama, gossip, their external world is a reflection of the internal narrative they are telling themselves and how they are relating to the world at large. Interesting. So if you want to create a life of true alignment, of miracles, of beauty, of synchronicities, of gracefulness, then the best gift we can ever give ourselves is to start looking within meditation practices, different technologies, different tools, containers like fluorescence or different, there's many, many, many different spaces that give us the permission to actually feel what is going on internally as opposed to distract ourselves away. Because when we give ourselves the courage to feel what is actually there, then we actually return our power back to ourselves. And that is the world that we will create.
1: You had mentioned ayahuasca. Mm -hmm. It's a plant medicine, basically, isn't it? How valuable are they? How powerful are they?
2: um, Even just you saying the word ayahuasca brings up floods of uh, emotions and feelings. Uh, She is a female medicine um, originating from uh, um, Peru predominantly um, and various places around the world, uh, working with indigenous cultures. And she is a combination of a vine and a shakuna leaf. And it is huh. brewed over a long period. It's a very tedious process to brew this medicine. And what it, it's a very, very, very strong psychedelic tea. And it's thick, isn't it? Thick. The taste is really intense. You know it's medicine when you take a taste of it. Is it Ooh. gooey? Sorry? Is it gooey? It's gooey. It's thick. It depends who's made it, where it's come yeah, from, where was the made. vine grown. And it will access very strong psychedelic visuals, as well as highlight all of the unresolved parts of our subconscious mind. On the Gaia
1: program Psychedelica, guess what they talk about? Ayahuasca.
3: Ayahuasca was the only uh, psychedelic session where I had a sense of a personal therapist, kind of a, a like a spiritual guide of some sort, uh, which I didn't see, but it was a very clear sense of um, energetic presence and, and telepathic communication as guiding me in a very specific way through my sessions, looking what what I should look at, what I should work on. And if I didn't do it, it sort of returned and was sort of Putting some pressure on me to do it, you know, had, a, had an intention for me what I should, should do, what I should become in that session. The indigenous of the Amazon refer to it as Mother Ayahuasca, known by some to be the divine feminine principle and the first woman of creation. The ayahuasqueros or healers say it is her that we commune with for guidance before, during, and after drinking ayahuasca. It is she that allows us access to all that we've forgotten in this life and all others. However, in the initial ceremonies where people are introduced to this resident spirit, it can be painful and quite confrontational because so much of our trauma is unknown to us, and therefore we rarely acknowledge our baggage as a part of us.
4: So what Ayahuasca does is she, she goes through the physical and energetic body, which are and emotional bodies that are totally interconnected. And she's going through, and, and um, our traumas are being are held in in the tissues, and so she's going and ripping out that stuff, and so it hurts, whether it be physical through nauseousness or even actual pain, um, or sometimes we we have that stuff in our our thought processes, our patterns, and so. We're holding on to the stuff, and ayahuasca is opening, 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 and pulling that stuff out.
1: Have you tried
2: ayahuasca? Oh, yes.
1: What does it do to you?
2: Whew. Probably, again, a better question is what does it, what does it not do to you? Um, ultimately, how the setup of the ceremony is is that you have either a maestro or a maestra or shaman that will facilitate right. and serve the medicine. And then you sit in a circle, um, depending on where it is, but usually it's called the maloka, and you have your own individual mat, and you go up, and you drink the medicine, and ultimately, it's not one size fits all. It's going to be unique to every single person, just like we have our own unique fingerprint, we have our own unique traumas, Does it we have hit our you own quickly? unique experience, sorry?
1: Does it hit you quickly?
2: On average, for me personally, it will hit within anywhere between 15 minutes to 45 minutes to an hour. Um, and depending on the lineage that the facilitator, the sham, and the maestra or the maestro come from, um, they will sing ikaros, And icaros are incredible technology of a chant that speaks directly to the medicine. Give us
1: an example of this chant of an icaros? Yes.
2: Well, I don't personally sing ikurus.
1: Come on, give it a try.
2: Well, it sounds a little bit like, um, okay. That's a great voice.
1: Arnana, what does that do?
2: So it's directly speaking to the medicine and they will, um, for example, in the Shipibo lineage, and they will speak in Shipibo and it will say him." bring me into the center of my seat, connect me with my higher self, and clean me, clean me all that is not of the frequency of my heart. But it will be in Shapiba. So it speaks to the medicine and the ikoros is directly linked. And then the medicine, almost like a snake charmer, the snake charmer will play the music and then the the snake will, will, will be charmed by the music. The Icarus is directly connected with the medicine and will go into the psychic shamanic field to clear away all that is not serving, whether it's from sexual abuse to addictions to depression um, to strained relationships. She will highlight what's in our subconscious that needs healing. And the only way out into our healing is through. So she's going to take you right into the deepest places of our subconscious mind and illuminate it. From the inside out, and then allow and us to purge. Ultimately, ayahuasca is a purgatory medicine, so hmm. and there will be purging experiences. And purging, I mean vomiting. And what this is doing on an energetic level is clearing out those stories because. But when that something, doesn't
1: sound too fun.
2: Um, it's definitely not fun. You don't go to and drink, drink ayahuasca necessarily to have fun. get high and to um, have a party. Maybe she'll take you into states of bliss. Maybe that's what's needed. Maybe. However, for the most part, it's really actively descending into your challenge.
1: Is there a dark side an-
2: of this? Yes, just like there's the dark side of the human nature. We have to make peace with our own darkness to actually reclaim the light as our default. And so, for example, if there's a deep-rooted jealousy or unworthiness, we must face it. And ayahuasca has an incredible gift of actually allowing ourselves to sit in the face of that story to actually rewrite the narrative. And then the alchemy of transmuting it Into more space for a new narrative of beauty, love, and unity to be born. Are you very spiritual, Blue? Do you think that I'm spiritual from the questions that I've answered you? I would say yes. I'd say so. If
1: I if I were a betting
2: person, I would say that. (laughs) You bet you bet on me to be a spiritual
1: human. Yes, I do.
2: I believe we're all spiritual humans. Whether we tap into it, whether we allow ourselves to strengthen that muscle, that's a different narrative. However, By very nature of just being human and being alive, we're connected to spirit. We have our mind, we have our body, and we have our spirit. So we're all spiritual beings. It's just, do we strengthen that muscle in the gym or do we sort of skip that part?
1: Do you ever get assistance from spirit guides?
2: Do I get assistance? Yes. Every day I sit in front of my altar. And my altar is a sacred place, a place of beauty where the four directions are represented and where I sit in silence and I listen and the greatest one of the greatest teachings that i have learnt from my hearing loss is where am i not listening uh-huh. so i spent a lot of time in silence listening to the subtleties and I have different spirit guides, um, my ancestors, all of those that have shared my blood that have walked before me, different animals. Um, and uh, I would say Princess Diana is one of my guides. For really? Sure. Yeah. She comes in quite often in meditations.
1: How does this, how does this occur? What, what mode are you in
2: for this to happen? Well, for me to be able to hear the subtleties, I have to be silent. And so meditation, just sitting in silence and just listening. And sometimes just a visual of her face or her embrace uh, will come in, and then I'll just be listening. Okay, what are you here to, to, to share with me? And she was somebody that used her voice in a way that encouraged to be a queen of people's hearts, to love people. That's
1: very special.
2: And so she is an archetype that supports me to come and sit on a show like this and to speak from my heart.
1: What is, Blue, a darkness retreat? Ooh. What is that? The that doesn't retreat. sound
2: too fun. Uh, it's definitely another one of those things where it's like, I don't think I'm going here for the intention to have fun. I think I would go for an ecstatic dance party if I'm going to go with the intention to right. have fun. If I'm going into a darkness retreat, I'm going to face off with all parts of my What are they? What is it? So... There is a darkness retreat in um, in Oregon, and it is a, hand, a man-made, tiny little hobbit home with a door that goes tick, 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 down into the earth. And it is a room where there is just a bed, a bathtub, a meditation mat, and a toilet. Underground. Underground. You are in the earth, and if I was to scream, no one would hear me because I am. Why in are the you middle in this nowhere. place? Why am I in there? Well, I believe that as humans, we are oversaturated with distraction. We have uh-huh. our cell phones and the amount of information input that is happening to us from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to sleep.
1: So you go down there, no radio, no television, you no phone. You are in the
2: pitch black. Is you cannot qu- see anything. Is it- I've never been in that much darkness. I could know noise. There's no Wi-Fi signals. Can you see your hand in front of you? No. You can't see anything. It is pitch black. There's no difference if you have your eyes open or your eyes closed. You just
1: feel for the bed and lie down? Acquainting myself with my environment. How long do you stay in there?
2: I stayed in there for four days and four nights.
1: Four days and four nights? Yes, George. How do you find food and stuff like that?
2: So there's food that's delivered once a day and there is a box on the wall from the inside and, and the outside, like there open are two it. doors. So they open and put the food huh. in, and then they close it, so there's no light leaks. And then you open it from this side. And no so
1: human contact, I guess. No
2: human contact, no. no.
1: So when you're done after these four days and four nights, mm-hmm. what has happened to you?
2: I really believe that the switch has flipped from the doing mind to the being mind. And I think that we are called human beings, but actually we have forgotten as a society of what it truly means to be. There is such a restful restlessness of just must do the next thing, must accomplish. When I'm when I'm doing, then I am successful. When I am not doing, then I am, then I'm not uh, being a successful human of society. There's just a deeply ingrained belief and it's exhausting. And I believe that I it it took me a couple of days to really get over the hump. But after, I would say on the morning of day three, there was a deep sense of internal peace that I accessed where I would go into meditation and I was at complete peace with the nothingness. I
1: I think I'd go nuts.
2: Well, I think that there is an element of that is the hump to get into the stillness. Um, I wouldn't say that it's for everybody. It's super challenging and... My level of gratitude on the other side of life, I felt like a newborn baby. I was hearing the birds for the first time, the feeling of the sun on my face, having this able body and this incredible quantum computer, which we call a body, to actually live my life. These human connections, the feeling of of the leaves crunching under my feet, the things that we are so distracted by and we take for granted every single day. Or
1: never notice. I never, never noticed notice
2: because we've got the blinders on I need to be doing more actually being a human being and recognizing that a lot of magnetism is born when we can be at peace with stillness
1: Matthias de has words of wisdom once again
4: We in our planet and in many other planets had not word for good and bad we all the time call the positive and the negative forces and the better way to understand how these two forces work is if you have in a room a light and you put yourself in the center as closest you get to the light the shadow behind you will be bigger so the darkness is surrounding you and as close you get to the main point of light which is the purpose you had the goal to touch the other perspective of yourself darkness will go all around you the light and the darkness were just projections that the only way you can see both as a creation is in the center if you go through light or you go through dark one of those will embrace you and then you will be lost in one of those perspectives so you have all these two forces to create realities, but if you move towards one of them and you lost in one of them, the universe will hit you from behind. And that's why to one of those forces we call the negative and the bad energies of the universe. The bad energies of the universe are just your own shadows trying to remember you that you are out of your way. When everything is going bad, when the whole forces of the universe is telling you is, this is not your way, and suddenly everything goes down, it's not because there's a bad force in the universe. It's because you were so far away from yourself that that energy that we call the mission is pulling you back so you can find your center again. The only reality is unity. That's why you cannot go towards one of those perspectives because they are not true. They are just a perspective to see yourself from another dimension.
1: Words of wisdom, Blue.
2: Once again, he's done it.
1: (laughs) Much like what you've said. How do people hear your Deja Blue podcast?
2: How do they listen to it? They can go on Spotify and just type in Deja Blue podcast or even just on Google, a quick little Google search and it'll... All different platforms. It's on all streaming platforms. Also, it's on YouTube. So, if you want to watch the videos of it and see my face with my guests, Super. I do solo podcasts and I have a whole variety of incredible masters of their craft on the podcast, going deep into the unspoken and into the taboo while also keeping it light and fun and relatable. So, that's the Deja Blue podcast. And you can just find it online anywhere if you just type it in.
1: Well, continued success, and thank you for helping so many people.
2: Oh, thank you, George. I'm so grateful for your time and your presence and your brilliant question.
1: She's got incredible energy, and you can just feel it because of the people she has helped over the years. I'm George Norrie, and thanks for watching Beyond Belief.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Gaia's Consciousness Podcast. Learn even more at Gaia.com and watch interviews, movies, and original series all to empower the evolution of consciousness. For more information, visit GaiaPodcast.com. Gaia. Watch. Belong. Transform.